0: I can help you find it. Um, But I, I've been talking to Stevie since six, so I don't know what happened.
1: He said he was waiting at seven o'clock, because he said Brian Magnet told him you got to wait till seven. Once you're on, then you can log on. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, I just spoke to him about maybe an hour ago. Good, but good. Just, you know, just a touch base
0: and all that, so... All right. Well, fellas, we're live. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Really Charlie podcast. Today, we got a bunch of guys from Holy Family High School out of New Bedford. Um, And they're going to talk to us about a few basketball stories and their experiences while they were at Holy Family. Um, And uh, Tony and Randy, if you guys have any devices with volume up, like, other than your computer, like, if you have a phone or something, just turn that volume down, which you probably got. You, you old school dudes are probably working on one thing anyways. You got that right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. All right. That way we don't. And it comes Jamie. Jamie hey, Kahn. How you doing, What's James? up, fellas? How you doing? man? How you this doing? happening. Good. Yeah, you hear me? We, uh, yeah, I hear you. Loud and clear, man. All right, man. cool. Nice seeing you. Always- oh, wow. Tony Spencer, what's up, man?
1: How's it going, Jamie? You haven't changed at all, man.
3: <laughs> same same to you, bro. <laughs> You're
1: the only one that put on weight. Everybody else is the same weight. Oh, my God.
3: yeah <laughs> oh, you, Yo, you see me from the neck up, bro. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. If I stand up, I'm, I'm going to knock this...
2: Thing over, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. This is a reunion. What's up, Jamie Call Charlie Perry,
0: what's up? Oh, no, man? man. Good to That's, see you guys, man. Nice to see all you guys, man. It's um, me and Tony working the same place, but I, I rarely see them, man. I don't see much of them, you know. Well, keep busy. Yeah. Like two chips passing, you know? Yeah. It's you know? busy True. schedule. You know? Now I'm working with Stevie. You know, so I see him. You yeah. know, so it's good, man. Good, good. All right, somebody else coming on here. Comanche.
2: Comanche Ray. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Man, this is like a starting four, man. Get one more person. <laughs> this is high. tech. <laughs> <Really?
0: laughs>
4: what's
2: up, fellas? Comanche, what's, up, what's happening? What's yeah. up, man?
4: How you doing, doing, man? Up, man? What's up, Comanche? What's up, bro? Yeah. Looking yeah. good? Keep trying, man. Trying to keep up with Charlie.
0: He doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep Charlie's a try man.
4: Trying to keep, keep up with the two boys, you
0: know? <laughs> Reunion, damn.
2: Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like on these NBA shows
1: it brings back a lot of memories already,
0: man. Yeah. Uh, all right. Crazy. Crazy. Well, my <laughs> basketball. Man. My basketball memories with you guys is at a younger age. You know the vets, the barristers, you know Bay state and all that stuff. You no, know, but um, you all were a good crew to watch, man. Every single one of you, and um, I'm just so happy that uh, I got you on board. You know, just to talk a few things, and um, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, you know, I just want you guys to be you. And uh, this is a. Uh, Got somebody else trying to get on. It has to be Stevie
4: probably,
0: but um so um at, at any point at high school, did you all play together? Yeah. All
2: right, yeah, okay, good. Yeah, I joined them uh into my junior year. When guys, Comanche, uh Jamie and uh Steven started their freshman their freshman year. So I kinda joined in afterwards, so
1: I came I, in my I, sophomore year, I, I yeah. transferred. I didn't play freshman there. I played New Bedford High freshman year. Yeah. Then I transferred sophomore year.
2: Yeah, so I kind of got a late start. Also, I was at New I High. Transferred the Holy Family.
0: Mm. Uh, at least you all had a good gym, man. I, I mean, my most of my playing days were at the CYO. and I love playing at the CYO. And, um, you know, in, you go in that building now, I, It's weird how they maintained it to keep it up to date. You know, things are pretty cool there. But um, I always said when I was younger, I was going to own that building. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: Well, it's nice because we are familiar with that because we all play CYO. Whether
0: we go all
1: the way or I played for St. Lawrence. And uh, we had some good battles and all all the way would always beat us anyway. but. We had some good battles over there. So it was like a home away from home when we played high school ball there. We were comfortable playing on that court. I know I was comfortable
4: playing that court. Oh, yeah, definitely. The other guys were too. Yeah. It, was, it was
2: like our in home. Yeah. That was the spot to play. Uh, like you said, CYO, high school, you know, even watching other games there. Uh, as a game official, that's where I got my start from was CYO, as a game official right there at CYO. And I, obviously I worked my way up, you know. To the next level high school and all that so you know hmm.
0: yeah um excuse me guy just talk your talk man i'm gonna try to get stevie on it i'm texting right now all right um if if you can who was the coach there who's the coach at holy family
2: when i was there these guys it was bob bobby silver was the uh, varsity coach at that
0: time uh
2: i believe he was the varsity coach, and, yeah
3: Bob yeah, Sylvia was, and and Mick, Mick, Mickey Gonzalez was the assistant. Yeah, yeah. And then Bob Sylvia left my senior year, and then Mickey became the head coach.
1: Yeah, uh, and then basically, then the school closed down. 85 was the last year. My sister's class was the last year. Yeah.
3: And that Jesus, was, uh, yeah, no doubt. That was,
1: that was sad on itself when the school closed down. I think it was struggling for a while. I think Father Driscoll tried to keep it quiet and want to, you know, let everyone know, but he tried his best. Yeah. You know, we tried too. Everyone tried their best on, you know, charity and bingo yeah. and. Stuff, but it just—it was a struggle. It was a struggle for. Me.
3: That's yeah. the worst part. Is that's the worst part? Is like you know, people can go to New Bedford High and go revisit and go to like you know. But unfortunately, we weren't able to have that same luxury to keep the school open. You know I mean? I always said if I hit the lottery, uh, one of the things I would definitely do is try to keep you know Holy Family alive, keep it going because it's a special place. So it was a very sad, sad moment. My father Driscoll had a make that decision. I, I know it broke
0: his heart and as well as all of ours. Yeah.
4: But,
0: uh, yeah. yeah I, I hate to I want to share some I want to share some news that they they're looking to convert it to some apartments, you know, if you guys didn't know. Jeez. Ah, um, I had, I had no idea. The first I ever yeah. heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's one of the neighbors is paying attention over there and uh they're trying to sneak it in and uh Convert the whole building to apartments. So, yeah, that's that's sad. That's yeah, uh, that's is. very sad. Yeah,
1: it was real sad, especially like me at Comanche, maybe with the grammar school. Most of all, our lives with we the Holy yeah. Family. Yeah. So we were in the same building most of our lives. I left freshman year doing the Bedford High. We mm-hmm. were playing baseball there one year, and but you know, most of my friends and uh, I grew up with from six, yeah. from, you know, first grade, six years old. Same 25, 30 people. So we have some strong ties with that place. It was sad. It was real sad when I closed that one. That was a tough day. That was a t- tough day. You know? But, I mean, it is what it is,
4: you know. Yeah, it's so too bad. Father Drisco tried his best. You know? He really did.
2: Uh, I can recall um, too. Uh, while we were in college off in the summertime, uh, Jamie and I used to uh, help Father Drisco out well at the Holy Family. Kind of help out. Fix things, clean things, whatever. Yeah. Even to the day it
0: closed. So yeah, it was a sad moment. Sad, sad moment. Yeah, it's um the uh, major influence to get to that school or go to that school was it Mickey? I um, uh,
3: no, actually for me it was um Jimmy Colbert. Uh, he played okay. at Holy Family uh, with David Lato a couple of years before, like we were there, and he used to go to the Boys and Girls Club, and I was there as an the eighth grader. And he was, you know, just hanging out. And he, he had asked me. He said, "Hey, have you ever thought about, you know, going to to Holy Family?" You know, my brother went to Bishop Stang, and I knew about, you know, Mickey and the, and the Gomes family at Holy Family. So I knew of Holy Family, but I didn't really consider it. And uh, Jimmy Colbit said, "I'll introduce you to Father Driscoll." And from there, from there, there on, it was a uh, you know, no-brainer that uh, that's how I ended up getting there. Because Mickey kind of came, kind of came later on.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's. Um... He still, Mickey still has, you know, when I had him on the podcast, he still has the highest numbers out of all my podcasts. And right now it's over 100. Um, And uh, there was something about him, other stories and what he was talking about. And people glued in on that night. And and they paid attention. I, I got people still talking about it to this day, you know, his experiences at Holy Family and then later on to Framingham State and and I believe it was Boston College at University or something
3: like that. Mickey is the best storyteller in the world. I can see Mickey all day long, all night long and just Mm -hmm. laugh. You know what I mean? Some of the stuff we can't repeat because it's a family show.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Mickey's my my
3: dude, man. I, I love Mickey Gonzalez. He's great. I see yeah, you all is. the
1: time down at Knuckleheads, and we'll talk about high school days and before that, and they'll tell me stories from college. And uh, yeah. it's good hearing those stories. We grew up watching him and Dave Lato and Gary Kass got back in the seventies play. Yep. And to see them was kind of, uh, kind of made you want to go to the schools. You wanted to be like them, you know. So they were kind yeah. of, like, we look up to them, you know, to this day. Exactly, and you want to kind of, you know, carry on a tradition
3: and you you know something charlie is uh we 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 held mickey in such high regard but we have to remember man mickey was just out of school himself at holy family it was his first coaching job his first teaching he was in his early 20s but we held mickey in a definitely higher regard than just some kid coming out of college because that's how much respect we had for him as a young man and of course he became probably arguably one of the best coaches ever in the city but we forget how young he was as as well as how young we were because we respected his basketball acumen and his knowledge and how he uh, presented himself on the court and as a coach. So we, we forget about that.
1: Yeah. I think Mickey can really relate to us. Like, like Jamie said, uh, he wasn't that much older than us and comes from the same area. I remember one story was, I don't know if you guys remember, we were winning a lot of games I've seen a year and, uh, one of our traditions, we go to center court, kind of do this, you know, I think it was from a football team. We jump up and high-five and all that. We won a bunch of games. So I remember after one time, Mickey pulled a size and said, hey, fellas, you got to knock that off, man, you know. <laughs> Once you get to the state is one thing, but you haven't got it, won anything yet. So, you know, so he kind of yeah. kept us in check, but he kind of did it in a fun way, you know, yeah. kind of ribbing us. But uh, he, uh, he was all right. I mean, he, he kept us in check, but uh, he could really relate to us. You know, he really did
4: he also taught us a lot about life oh yeah he took us through all these stages, you know from uh freshman year to our senior and even even until this day That's still a, a problem oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. absolutely no doubt
2: we yeah, we're, we're, yeah we're still life, close to me
4: you know because we cared us. us. all mm-hmm.
0: the uh all we
2: have that, that relationship with uh with Mickey. we have that relationship that bond with Mickey. Even till this day, even past the high school days, mm-hmm. he's still there, man, giving advice, telling stories, you know. No doubt, everything like basketball, everything. Um, my influence, the Holy Family. I I never crossed my mind to go to Holy Family, but my boys being in you know Holy Family playing basketball and all that, and I wasn't playing any ball, so I would go to the practices and I would go to the games. And uh, there was one one day I was at a practice. And uh, for whatever reason, uh, it was it was Stephen Lopes. He was, he was mouthing off, mouthing off to me about something. Nah, second. not Steve. And, uh, nah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> so what happened was we ended up playing a one-on-one game in front of the JV players and the varsity players. And uh, it was a tough battle. I ended up edging them. And uh, after that game, uh, Coach Sylvia came up to me and was like, "Would you ever consider coming to Holy Family?" I says, "I never really thought about it." But after leaving that practice, I was given much thought, and me and Jamie had talked about it, you know, several times. And uh, at some point, I made a decision to go to Holy Family because being at New Bedford High, I tried out for the uh, JV team, didn't make the team. Obviously, I knew that they had, had their roster already intact, so it would have been a long shot for me to make make that roster. So in order for me to play ball, I, I had a good chance, and in Holy Family, you uh, know. Academically was another decision too. Why I went to Holy Family, yeah. you know. So, but I, I was the right decision that I made. The right yeah. decision, and
3: you know, Randy, maybe you can correct me because I, I know you're a historian. But I think um, my my freshman going to my freshman year, I think the, the guys at New Bedford High were like, was it um Eric Biddle and Mark Roby? What they these
2: seniors? They might have I, I had just completed off uh, the high school probably. School. Yeah, but awesome. I know
3: Ricky Noby was up there with Dias and those there. guys. Yeah,
2: Then he, was,
3: Todd, he had Todd, Todd, and Kali. So I, I knew if, if, yeah. if, I, if I made the team, which, which, you know, might not have happened, I, I wouldn't see the floor until my senior year, maybe, because you had Buddy Wheatley, Kenny Off. I mean, they had a lot of talent in that yeah. team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was just, I, I, I wanted to play basketball and I didn't want to sit for three years, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, that, that was a, a big influence. And plus, I knew a lot of people, like Tony said there was a lot of people at Holy Family that we knew, you know, we knew, like I knew, I walk into Brian Grace, God rest his soul, right. um, you know, Donnell, and Tony, Silva, God rest his soul also. So I, we had a lot of people there that we knew. I knew Tony from Boys and Girls Club, Comanche, Pleasant Street, and we are going up together, and Randy's my best friend. So, you know, it was it, it was a no-brainer, easy decision to make. to go. Yeah,
1: there. I, I went to New Bedford High, my freshman year, uh, 79, 80, and we were undefeated. And like Jamie said, it was a powerhouse. Uh, we didn't lose one game. Mm-hmm. We came close to losing one game that year. It was the last game to staying, I think, in overtime. That's the closest we came to losing. I was Bobby Duart's backup. I played about five <laughs>
0: <times laughs> <the> games. <laughs> I swear good. to God.
1: And it was a funny story is uh, I really went to New Bedford to play baseball. My father really wanted to really push baseball. He was my coach from the Verde Vets on down. So my decision for my parents, what said, all right, try New Bedford I Good baseballs. Actually, every every sport in New Hampshire back in the 70s and 80s, they had a chance to win a state championship. They were that good. They had so yeah. much talent. So I said, I'll give it a shot. So I went there to play baseball. I paid it out, so then I went back to the Holy Family. And a funny story is, once we, I started playing sophomore year with the fellas here, and we started winning, and we started everyone started talking about by the senior year what we're going to do, uh, Eddie Rodgers, who was the freshman coach mm-hmm. when I played, went on to coach Varsity. Yeah. Obviously, they have a Hall of Fame career over there. And he caught, He put me inside one time after watching this play. He goes, hey, why don't you come on back and you can be Bobby Duart's backup. You know, I'll give you a couple more minutes. Like, I'm all set. <laughs> <laughs> I'm says, I'm not leaving Holy Family. I'm pretty all set here.
4: I that meantime, you know.
1: kind of funny. And I'll tell you another thing. Well, Bobby Duart, people don't know this, but he played very events baseball. And if he kept on playing baseball, he probably would have been one hell of a baseball player. But he was so good at basketball, they just – I think his parents just wanted to focus on basketball. But he could have been a hell of a baseball player too. He was a good athlete. You know, he's one of those all-around athletes. Probably could play football, basketball, and baseball at a high level, you know.
4: Uh, Better late than never, fellas. Yeah. love nah. Well, we got yeah. it before you got on. Yeah, no, I, yo, Steve, I, Steve, you were I, I, trying to get on. You just got on. No. Because yeah, reminding us, especially like, me. I was trying to use my tablet, and I couldn't get on, but I can get on on my phone. I don't know why.
3: Uh, well, Brian Magna didn't give you a release from his show, man. What's up?
4: Yeah, <laughs> man. You know, I had to sign the contracts. Get straight to the point, thing, man. Get one one thing, straight to the point, Steve. Say, I, I was listening to Randy <laughs> tell the story about us playing one-on-one. One thing I wanted to make clear I don't think any of us were any better or any worse. We could all beat each other at any given
2: day.
4: Everybody was good, and on any given Mm -hmm. day, anybody could have scored 20. You know, they just – I wanted people to know how close the talent level was between all of us because I never beat Jamie Carr one-on-one. And this this is the only time, I'll admit it, this is the only time I could never beat Jamie one-on-one in 100 tries. I'll
1: tell you the truth. I was probably the worst one out of all these fellas when I was younger. And I was shorter, and I just didn't have the talent like these guys. It took me a while. I had to put on some height and didn't put on any weight till I was hit 30 years old. I was- <laughs> but, I, uh, you know, my game was probably rebounded. Me and Comanche were more of the rebounders. The other guys were more the shooters. But, you know, everyone hit their stride. But the talent, the thing is, I mean, we worked at it. and you know, we practiced every day because we wanted to. You know, practice was kind of fun for us, you know, because we – Practice every. We played ball every day, so practice was really no
3: big deal, you know. I, I don't know if, if Stevie remembers this. Remember freshman year, we we like Charlie. You know, Holy Family. We didn't have a gym. We had like yeah. it was an auditorium slash uh, church slash uh, bingo hall, whatever you want to call it. And we they would we had a basket that was like like nailed onto the wall, and you couldn't even yeah. shoot corner jumpers because it was in a semicircle. So we yeah. played three on three with the upperclassmen and the the, uh, the the phys ed teacher, uh, Barry, Mr. Barry was his name, Doug, Doug Barry. Yeah. yeah, and and we were playing, our, with retired shirt and tie, dress shoes. <laughs> we're playing three on three yeah. in a three foot court. <laughs> Remember that
1: you couldn't shoot
2: in the corner because it would hit the balcony. There was no, yeah, you could you hit the balcony, <laughs> pick up games in the auditorium. That's what it was. That's yes, <laughs> Then we had a couple of bingo hey, and after in
4: the yeah. <laughs> one in. all the time, especially speed. <laughs> Some i, I don't know
3: much at holy family but we made the most out of what we had yeah
4: right? so
3: charlie check check this out hey, since we're talking about holy, holy family uh, ho- yeah. uh, i think it was sophomore year um we were reading a, uh sister eugenia was reading some book right and it had the n-word in it. <laughs> <laughs> so i was kind of offended because i'm saying man here i am in the catholic church and the nun is reading the n-word like it's nothing so I, I see, Steve, you know, we should do something, man. We should protest, man. I said, tomorrow, I know on page so-and-so, they're going to say the N-word. We're going to get up, and we're going to protest, you know, Black Lives Matter. We're going to walk out. And he goes, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I right, bet We go to school, and I, I'm in the classroom. I'm shaking, because I know it's coming. I see the N-word at the bottom of the page. Sister Eugene is reading, and I said, it's coming. So my boy Steve's behind me. I'm like, bet. She says the N-word. I get up and walk out, thinking Steve's behind me, right? This dude... Said he fell asleep. <laughs> I was in <only> the sleeping class, <laughs> so I walk out by myself in protest. Look behind me, and I'm like I'm the only one. And I said, "Man, Steve, you let me, you let me down, bro." Wow! You remember My that one, Steve? I did that it was to kill a
4: mockingbird. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. Whatever. To
3: mockingbird. So that was funny. That was a funny, funny day. Whatever remember
1: about uh, high school, too, a good memory is uh, we were tight. You know, we had our differences here and there, but we were tight. We were, we kind of were like a family. Like every time someone had a a house party, the whole school was there. Every Friday night, basketball games, we had a party, the cheerleaders, the players. We we did this. And I always, I believe this, whether it's Little League or to the pros, teams that Mm -hmm. hang out together, you're going to play better. You really are. You're going to play better. And we enjoy it. We really enjoyed hanging out together. So I think that yeah. carried on into our play on, on the court. that yeah, we
3: really were. Only Spencer had the best house parties, man. Yeah.
4: i get to Hey,
3: do you guys – I know
4: Don, because he was a year ahead of us, but when we clinched our senior year, my, my parents said that I could host a celebration party, but if we come home crying, she ain't buying – I think that was all the motivation we needed. What? We got somebody to buy this liquor? <laughs> and remember, we had to beat Dice on. man. We had to win, like, our last four games, and we pulled it out. I,
1: so, okay. I remember one time, I, remember one time uh, I had a party. It was a Friday night, I believe, and we had a practice at the CBO on Saturday. I don't know if you guys remember. And uh, uh, oh, yeah. I had foul <laughs> shot, and you guys are lining up. I'm going to shoot foul shots, and buy the second it's foul home. shot, I had to take a break and go to the bathroom because <laughs> it just wasn't feeling good. My stomach was <laughs> you not know, good. I remember Coach Silver coming up to me and saying, Hey, you know, you get practice today. You know, you get, you get slow down with your party. So that's probably our last party night party before practice. You know what I mean? But we had a lot ba-boom,
4: of. Boom, ba
0: boom, ba
1: boom. We had a good time together. We really did. It was
0: a blast. Uh, so, hey, so individually, how did you all feel about Stevie? Steve Rhodes making Buddy Thomas's uh, top fifty. You know how do you feel about it? You know, proud moment.
1: Hundred percent. Agree, hundred percent. That's I was, a no. I was, no I was no happy for him to
2: deserve that. He definitely deserved it's, it. He was one of the top players during his time. And, and you know, to, to be
3: to be honest with you, um, playing with Stevie, you know, you have to remember, man. Stevie was like five ten, and he wasn't really a god. He was like a, a forward slash. You know, but but he could get to his spots, he could hit the mid-range. Kind of reminds me of uh, Chris Middleton a little bit, you know what I mean, in terms of getting to his spots and being kind of in that awkward height. He played bigger than 5'10". I mean, he was a, probably one of our best rebounders. He was a guy who scored inside, outside. Uh, didn't We didn't have a three-point line back then, but Stevie worked hard, man. And I tell you, he got you know, he got the most out of his, his talent in high school, and it was kind of underrated. So definitely good that he got appreciated by Buddy Thomas and, uh, you know. No, so I
4: agree.
1: I think Steve really improved. I played one on one with Steve probably every day in the boys club for years. You know, and we were kind of evenly matched. I think, but he had a little bit of edge. But then, by sophomore year, he was uh, clearly way above the rest of us. He just excelled. He had that high uh, release, and he could jump really high. So he wasn't. I don't remember him being blocked when he was used to shoot in high school. He had that high release, and uh, he could uh, hang. He had hang time too. So, yep. I mean. He was tough to cover. You know. After that, I, I didn't play a one-on-one after that, after the sophomore <laughs> yeah. no.
4: But the funny thing was, everybody plays a role. And when we learned each other, we could go twenty-five any five in the city, whether we were the small school, the big school. Many nights down Monty's Park, we held our own. Summer Leagues, we actually beat New Bedford High in Summer League. But we knew that Jamie was our floor general. Randy was a playmaker, combination, shoot guy. Comanche can do a little bit of everything. Tony can do a little bit of everything. The only reason why I got a little bit more pumped is because the coach decided to run the offense through. If he ran the offense through any one of these guys, they were all quite capable of doing the same thing. I just love to play. So fortunate that I got to play with these guys. And I wouldn't trade it for the world, I wouldn't go nothing against you. I I would do it all over again with these guys. Absolutely.
0: Oh, yeah, the only boat. thing that
4: I would change and it's not enough is I wish Mickey could have been our head coach because he knew right. basketball more and he had us ready to run through walls and he was a good in-game adjust and everything like that. But he was a basketball like coach and he was a former player. We could believe him. The coach we had never played basketball himself, but he tried to learn it. It was a little different. Not a knock on him, but if, if Mickey was our head coach, I think we would have done some big damage you know, throughout all our years, not just our
2: senior year. I think there was talent on that roster my junior and senior year. Like I said, it produced a lot of wins. But like I said, if Mickey was the head coach, I think Mickey would have got most of the talent. Utilized think, it. They would have it. would have been more wins. Probably a state yeah. tournament bid, too. Definitely. Who knows? Yeah,
4: Mickey, a lot of us
2: at times weren't on the floor at the same time, too.
4: Yeah. Maybe
2: it would be Lopes, Jamie, Jamie, me, or whatever, Manchi, mm-hmm. Tony. But we were, at times we were all on the floor at the same time. Some of us will get spot minutes here and there, depending on the matchups. But there was talent there. If it was utilized, mm-hmm. I think it would have been more wins. Yeah. Let's not forget we, we had State
4: Marky State oh,
3: You did real well.
2: Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah,
3: Maki Kafkot, definitely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We had a lot of people yeah. that people under, underestimated. Yeah. And, uh,
4: you know, we did our thing in, in basketball, but people like – Tony and Kafka, they were good in every sport. They were—they played soccer, they played basketball, they played baseball, and they excelled in everything. Well, I, don't know so much
1: about, I don't know so much about the soccer part, but you know what I'm saying? Thank you. But, well,
4: I mean, you, you guys all played every sport where we predominantly played basketball. We well, it.
1: You remember this, Steve, but I remember uh, one year when they made us all play uh, soccer.
4: Yeah, my senior year.
1: We didn't have that many boys in the school, so they – they forced some of those basketball players to play soccer.
4: I had to play goalie. <laughs> yeah,
1: you were goalie, did pretty good. And just so we get uh, wind up, you know, for basketball season. And I don't think we won a game in two years in soccer, but man. when we a basketball, <laughs> we were ready to run.
4: Yeah. We to run.
2: So hey, guys, Tony, I got up well, for you. Uh, was game, yes. It was one ahead, game. It was one game. You were like one strike, one away from a no hitter. I forgot who we were playing. And I was playing second oh. base.
4: I Remember and, uh, that
1: case Mickey was standing uh, right behind the uh, yeah. backstop, but he was yeah. watching. That yeah. was uh,
2: uh, one hitter born, mm-hmm. That's what it was. And uh, we all hung up at the, at the mound, like do whatever we can to get Tony as no hitter. So, like I said, one out, I mean, one out, one strike away from a no hitter,
4: yeah, that hits the ball
2: the middle. Me and Alex dived, the ball hits the uh, second base bag, and that spoil is no hitter. Uh-huh.
1: I remember that because uh, Coach Gonzalez was right in the back, so he was he was cheering me on, you know what I mean? Like He was in my basketball mm-hmm. coach. He was watching me play and cheering me on for a no-hitter. And once I lost the bid, I could see him. He's like He probably felt as bad as I did. He put his head down. <laughs> you know, but he said, hey, <laughs> you know, keep your head up, man. And it, it, it's still a one-hitter a one-hitter. You know what yeah. I mean? I remember that really. Hey,
2: Alex, be like, Alex was like, yo, do whatever you can to get him as a no-hitter. Die for anything, anything. Uh-huh. And we happened to do that. And I remember the ball hit the bag, like I said. Yeah. I got all scratched up from that gravel, that dirt. I was – I you're me. trying, though. I tried. I wanted you to get that no hitter. up. <laughs> I kind of messed myself up doing sure, it, too. And it was all worth it, though. But but it see, that that, it. that proves the tightness of the whole unit. Yeah. Everybody wanted
4: everybody to exceed. I don't oh, think yeah. there was a checkers game. You went you supported <laughs> your fellow teammate in whatever sport, and you cheered high just like you were on the team, man. Yeah,
1: there was never any jealousy in this game. It, it, it's, it's kind not of real that you're playing a team that – you excel, and there was no animosity, no jealousy. I mean, we just couldn't wait forward to the party after the game because we just <laughs> happy that we had a good. Team. We knew we were going to win, yeah. whether he was scoring most of the points yeah. or back, mm-hmm. or it didn't matter. We we just wanted to win, and it, we, yeah. it, we won most of the time, you know, that was the end game.
3: Charlie, I, I have a question for these guys. Who, who, who's the sure. toughest guy you faced in, in high school? Mike
4: Barrows, old Rochester, yeah, because yeah. he was so tall. Well, Mike he was like buddy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah, and he affected the game on defense. You couldn't drive the lane because he could move, he could jump, he could run. He was strong as hell. Like we didn't playing against six seven, mobile dude.
1: Mm. I say, Mike, yeah, Mike Barrows and Bobby Dua,
4: yeah. Oh, Bobby
1: Dua, I put out in New Bedford. I yeah. When we remember we played him in a tournament. Yeah, huh? we played him in Jamboree.
4: The Jamboree, Jamboree.
1: That was kind of real for Holy Family to play yeah. Division One team back then. in Big Three just yeah. for us to be asked to play—that was an honor for us, I think.
4: Mm-hmm. The crazy thing about that game is, all of us were used to playing against all of them from our boys' club days, so we weren't scared. No. But the kids no. from the Christian at the Haven—they never played Bobby Buddy. I said, "Yo, they're great, but they're just human beings, man. How are mm-hmm. you afraid to play basketball? It's—it's it's just a fun yeah. game. But nice. they didn't understand. We played against them guys every day, so it was just like going to the boys' school." Right, we held our own. We
1: lost, but we held our own, and you
4: yeah. know, yeah. you know, they, they were pretty Challenging. Yeah. I think we only lost by like, about five points. Well, it was it was close. Yeah. It was close to that. Well, first quarter, but remember we we, we already played. We all, we probably only played the first quarter because that you know yeah. they, 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 their second, their second yeah. string was just as good as their first string. So yeah. their second yeah. string was blown yeah,
2: I mean, mm-hmm. there was mutual respect for both sides, man. They know what we can do. We know what, what they could do. So yeah,
4: I know people. Randy and Jamie and Comanche know, when we played summer league because Tony always played baseball in the summer. Right. We were still playing indoors at the wreck, remember? We yeah. had yeah. Russell on our team. Right. We beat Scarfornia and them's team. We beat them yeah. out in the regular season. We lost yeah. the ball. We were on 20 Last second, we should have won. I can't remember what caused it, but Randy will remember because he remembers everything. But, but yeah, Jamie, I,
2: I, mean, I remember playing. we had... We had a big game. We we we, we should have beat him. You had a big game. Uh, Rusty even had a big game. Rusty Homan had a big game. Yeah, I, Rusty I, played play.
4: <laughs> I think
2: Was your cousin Eric playing with us then? No, Eric wasn't playing. Eric mm-hmm. wasn't playing. Uh, I think Ooh, Eric was playing. Very cool. But uh, I, didn't, I didn't play a cool enough game. Yeah. And I think that if I played well enough, I think, you know, if probably got, it probably wasn't a hump. Like I said, Lopes, you had a great game. Rusty had a great game. Jamie had a great floor game. Comanche was up there rebounding, banging with, with Bobby Duart and the rest of them. But you know, we weren't scared of them because they that's were.
0: That's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. You know? Yeah. So, um, you guys, I mean, you all come from, before you even reached the court at Holy Family, you had a boys club. But the one thing I see out of this crew right here is you guys had tremendous families with competitive people in each and every one of your families. So, before you got into the court at Holy Family, you had strong competition just within your families, you know, between your cousins and so on and so forth. You know, so I, I – and another thing I, I want to know – I notice here is with all of you, you're very unselfish teammates. I mean, ballplayers. So putting you all together, it was probably going to be a, a good – a great mix, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, I had, I had some – you know, I have good friendships with all of you. And I just want to commend all of you for going through that it's like whether you decided to go to holy family or not that school um you know i'm glad it had you guys going there because there wasn't a lot of diversity years prior to you guys so when you go there you kind of add it to the numbers so on and so forth and it's good you know so i appreciate to
4: it that. i'm not gonna lie i was a little nervous when i first went and i knew jamie was going the same year as me uh, the first thing was Tony went. Tony and Comanche went all through grammar school, and then Comanche stayed. Tony went to the Beth and I, and Me and Jamie went the same year. I I thought it was going to be so different. After the first week, I felt like I'd been there my whole life. The student <laughs> body, the teachers, Father Drisco, Mickey, we had great role models there. They made us feel comfortable. Even though there wasn't many minorities there, we didn't know a lot of the other kids there. But at the end of that first week, it was like we were so accepted. It was family not only among the basketball players, but family among the whole school.
2: I agree. agree. When I got there, I I didn't know what to expect. I know that it was a much smaller school compared to the Beffert High and the student body and all that. Um, There was one teacher who who kind of was skeptical about me, uh, Mr. Kruger. Uh uh, (laughs) He had asked asked, uh, Manny Tittable Andrews, because Manny was our summer league coach one year. And that was my first year joining Holy Family. And uh, I guess he came up to Tittable and asked him one day, out, how's this kid? Is he a troublemaker? We have to keep an eye on him. And the funny thing is, he came to liken to me, Mr. Kruger. Once he he got to
4: know you as a person.
2: Yes, right. And he didn't know that at first. He knew me as, as a person, as a student. He took a liking to me. And another, another story I want to bring up, too. Um, we played against Dennis Yamath. And uh, I guess they had bus problems, so they didn't make it to the CYO. The game ended up being canceled but because we were all there. If you guys can remember, there was a, a scrimmage. It was the JVs against the varsity players, if you guys remember that. And uh, I ended up playing on the JV team. I was pretty upset. And I was telling Mr. Kruger. Why am I playing on the JV team? He goes. I just want to prove a point because at the time I wasn't getting no playing time, and uh, he goes. I just want to prove a point, Randy. I'm going to have you play on the JV team, and uh, you know, it was a battle, and uh, the JV team almost beat the Bosley team uh, that night. It, I know it was just a scrimmage, but we had real referees refereeing that game, and uh, yeah, it was. It was almost an upset, almost an upset, and um, and after the game, Kruger was like. This is why I wanted you to play on the JV team to prove a point that you could be getting more minutes during my junior year. So, and I, I, proved, so. I proved, I proved, I proved all uh, Coach Silver wrong. There, he should have played me more. Like I said, he had a thing. There was games I had some decent games, and there were some games I struggled. So, because of the games I struggled, he would bench me. I'll play spot minutes here and there, and I was kind of getting frustrated, but I kind of hung on, you know. But there was motivation behind that too. I gotta prove this guy wrong. That I belong up there, I need to play. And I got my opportunity more my senior
4: year. So. You didn't get your opportunity soon enough. I think the only struggles you had was you were nervous that if you made a mistake it was gonna be ten times worse than somebody else because right. you had to prove yourself twice as much as some of the other guys, you know, right, but right when when like I said, like the talent level between all of us is so very minimal. It's just who gets put in the right situation to do the right. to do the most things and if they put you in that position, you would have very easily carried your weight, no problem. And it took for Mr. Kruger to come up with that idea for the rest of the coaching staff to say Randy mm-hmm. should be a more important part in the team.
2: Yeah, nothing. because of the, 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 the following game after that, uh, we played against Bishop Stang. I came off the bench and had a big game. Had 17 against him. So, like I said, uh, Mr. Kruger had something in, you know in mind for me to you know prove that I up out there that should be playing, so well, yeah, strategy so worked out.
4: I think there was another reason that nobody wants to talk about, but I'm going to bring it up and everybody can chime in. There wasn't a lot of minorities playing that whole family, but most of them made up the basketball team. Mm-hmm. And I remember freshman year, Coach Gonzalez pulling me aside saying, I can only start Jamie at the point that I can't start too many of you guys at the same time mm-hmm. because it won't look good and there's a lot of – people's parents that you know boosters and stuff like that and i was like it's all right whatever we still played a lot but there was other reasons why certain ones didn't play because it, it would have looked weird to still have like a, a handful of minorities but they were the whole basketball team mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong we had other guys on the team that were really really good but the we the guys pictured right here should have been the core of the team and everybody else would have been in support
0: that's that Paul true, true. You Yeah. Know, the um, kind of politics, we though.
2: couldn't control
4: that, you know. You're right. So,
0: mm-hmm. Hey, I just want to, if you can see the comment below, it's from Rob Mendes. Great bunch of guys who played the game the right way. I mean, that's a that's a huge compliment. Hey, coming Rob from was here.
4: a big influence in all of us at the boys' club days. He made us the best we could be. Never slacked off on us. and We were ready, buddy. We, we were in good hands going from Robbie to Mickey. We had two great mentors in my right. opinion. You know, going from one to
1: the other. People don't realize how important the boys club, well, the boys and girls club now, but was to us because mm-hmm. that was my home away from home. I spent all my time after school. Oh, yeah. We played everything. I played floor hockey. I don't know anything about hockey. We played soccer. Oh, we, we just played sports all day long, and it was fun. And uh, that was our second home. And it probably kept us a lot of people out of trouble, including myself, probably kept me out of a lot of mischief, place to go and play. So places like that are really important. People don't understand that how important Rob Mindy's and uh, the Boys Club was to us yep. and, and, and our lives. You know, what I mean, it was a big part of my life.
4: That's and a great point. Great point. And, and, the, and the, the talent point. we played against at the Boys Club got us ready because we were playing at a different level against that type of talent every day. And the talent wasn't quite as fast, or the kids didn't jump quite as high when we got to the level at Holy Family. But we were so used to playing on a higher level that. Holy Family kind of seems a lot easier to us. Oh, yeah, because the game the game seems so much slower. You know, yeah. Yeah, whether we was at the boys' club or throughout, uh, you know, March's Park or whatever, whatever we played, and we always played with the older guy. You know, was always the older guy. who always knew about school us on how to play the game the right. way.
3: 100%. <laughs> so, Charlie, I got a funny story. You guys remember this, right? right. And we were at Holy Family. You guys remember there was kind of a dispute with who was going to be the next New Bedford High basketball coach? And a couple of guys were thinking of transferring to Holy Family. Oh, right a it number of guys. Oh, yeah. And uh, a couple of people, yeah, we're going to go to Holy Family if uh, Robbie Mendes doesn't coach. I'm not sure if they want to. Ronnie Lomba. Ronnie Lombard. Yeah. Ronnie Lomba. Ronnie
2: Lombard. Ronnie
3: and I, I was saying to myself, ain't this a? I I think Holy Family, are these guys are going to come to Holy Family? Right. I'm going to New Bedford High we got to wait them
4: so we can shine, and now they're going to come you find us that anyway. <laughs> Right? Hey, people don't know if we was close to coming. Uh Terry Wynn. Yeah. Um Terry uh-huh. was always somebody I wanted to come over to Yeah, like his game would have been in um Boogie, um, Berkley? 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 yeah. He was, he was ready to come. But yeah. at the end of the day, they just couldn't pull the trigger because you know it was hard to leave New Bedford. Like, but they all thought about coming because yeah. they saw what we were doing there and they wanted to be a part of it. And that made us all feel good. You know, we went there, the team wasn't winning, we got them back on track, and now the guys we admired, like them and I, wanted to come join us. That, yeah, We'd look up in the game, at any given game, I'd see Todd Reese, Holly Martin, Bobby Duarte, Buddy Wheatley, I'd see all those guys at our games in, in, at Holy Family.
1: You're going to realize this, uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, but walking the halls of Holy Family, we see all the trophies and all oh. the basketball side and you know, we'd read uh, the yearbooks, and I mean, Holy Family was a storied franchise for basketball. I mean, they're going back to the Garden and winning the tech tournament. So we used to always franchise someday that we wanted to play in the Garden or we yeah. want to, go to Florida state. So that was our goal for years. And finally, we got that chance. We played at the Garden. Then we got to play in the States. And for a small Division three school, that was rare. So we were really happy to bring back that tradition after all these years. That was a goal good that point. was neat for us. And we were
4: really happy mm-hmm. and proud about that. Shoot. When Nikki was playing in high school, I used to go watch his games. Dave Lato, um, all those guys were – were tremendous players and they used to they used to win not only the Catholic tournament but the public tournament. And mm-hmm. Mr. Kruber used to let us know about it all the time, point to the championship. When you guys get some of those you can say something. But they had some great, great, great teams.
1: Yeah the Jack Labrika years. They, they, they were oh, the best yeah. Yeah. they were the best around. Yep. They used to kind of bring that winning flavor back to the school. It was a good feeling to be a part of that. That's one of my biggest memories to be uh part of that winning tradition again.
3: Yeah.
1: I don't know if you guys remember
3: Mickey Gonzalez brought um was it Peter Barrow to practice one day? You guys remember that? Well oh, yeah. Yo, Peter was like Dane Willard, he was hitting shots from half court, mm, yeah. stronger <laughs> than like, us. He was a beat. He was just man unbelievable. Was Jamie. Unbelievable. How
4: many times did we have to play Mickey one on one and we never got on offense? <laughs> no, if Mickey got the ball, it was all over. He was he would just Mickey on him. He wasn't faster than us. He couldn't jump higher than us. We'd all take our turns. And Mickey would sit us down one by one and laugh yeah. at us while he was doing it. Hey,
2: Jesus. you remember we used to hang out at Mickey's house on a on a weekend or something like that? Yes, you know, we, 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 we had house school gears. Then we are talking we're talking all kind of crash with basketball and all that. So we're like, you know what? Let's go to the park right now. Let's go to the park right now. I'll we'll, go we'll play some ball. Play five right. on five, one-on-one on one, or game of Two horse, in the morning. Like drunk. That. Yeah. Drunk as anything. <laughs> Mickey, would, Mickey, we kicking our butts, man. Mickey, we
4: kicking our butts. No, Wait, Mickey man. was the best shooter I've ever seen in my life, man. Like, he, he only needed an inch. He only—I I couldn't understand. Like, yo, I'm right in his shirt, and he's shooting like I'm invisible. Like, so frustrating. <laughs> I've never been so frustrated trying to cut somebody as trying to play Mickey in practice or in, 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 in potball. Like, what an incredible talent and, and a better human being.
1: Mickey was a pure shooter. He made it look easy. You
4: know,
2: yeah. Sonny, yeah. Silver yeah. Yeah. Sonny
1: Silver
2: played one year. Silver played one one year with Mickey at Framingham State, and Sonny's till this day will say Mickey is the best shooter he's ever played with or ever saw.
0: Yeah. You know, dude on. i don't.
2: don't. Sonny still does that till this day. I remember there was games. Mickey said there was no three point
4: line. Imagine if there was. was half court in. And. He said it had to be like at least once a day, He got calls for being out of bounds because he was so far in the corner. He was actually out of bounds shooting. Head, mm. He was getting calls for being
3: out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say something like Stevie. A couple of weeks ago, when you were on your uh, straight to the point, you interviewed Stephen Cooper. Oh yeah, from where? Yeah. And 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 you brought up a good point. When when we were younger, you know, we didn't have. Uh, like a lot of the information regarding nutrition, training, conditioning as these kids today have, you know, I, Stevie, remember me and Stevie used to jog from Kempton Street to SMU. We used to play ball and jog home from SMU. And 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 then go to they had a little rinky dink uh, novelist set in the corner of the back gym. Remember that, Stevie? Yeah. And we would go lift, but we didn't know how to condition, how to train. We had to teach train. ourselves. We didn't even know what we were doing. These guys have so much access to Google and YouTube to better condition, better train. We, we just went on our own, just trying to figure it out. So I think that's uh, that was a big thing. I wish we could have uh, not, me personally uh, had more knowledge about like nutrition, health, training, conditioning. And none of, it was just, at that time, it, it, it wasn't something that was uh, publicized. Stuff like Marcus Wills and Brian Rudolph Jr. right now, they
4: constantly have training schools and camps where they're training people to get to the next level. Showing right. you how to train, showing you how to practice. We, we just did it all naturally. Whatever we learned by watching everybody else. That That's all we had. Mm-hmm. But it was fun. I won't trade those days for nothing, man.
0: Nah, it was the best. Yeah, when I interviewed uh, Mike Heron, Mike Heron was talking about pretty much the same thing, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, you, you're there's so many AAU teams, even a couple of years that I was coaching at AAU, there's so so much competition, and if you didn't get the kid at the right time, man, you're going to lose a good kid, you know, and, um, and sometimes money talks or sneakers talk or, you know, gear talks, you know, and. It's, uh, I think, out of our group, our age group, all we needed was a basketball and go play wherever, you know. Uh, I'm pretty sure you guys are doing the same thing I was doing, you know. I didn't have any problem leaving the South End to go play at Evergreen, go play up there, you know, go play wherever I had I'm
3: to Park, he's a wood Park. Yeah.
4: Yeah, we rode geez. our bikes for Summer League because none of us yeah. had cars. We rode to <laughs> Hazelwood, lawn wherever the game was, you see like seven of us riding our bikes. Oh,
2: well, that's, that's, <laughs> that's when Summer League was real fun, when you go to those different parks yeah. and play. Yeah. Yeah. Based, yeah,
4: yeah. And those eat.
0: were fun, yeah. That was a blast. Hey, and, did any of, you, any of you suffer a concussion going down Potter Street in the boys' club uh, game? <laughs> 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 We will.
4: from Buckingham. Hey, Jamie,
2: base day for the boys and girls. Club. We play for the Robbie. On our way home to the boys' club, you always go down Potter Street. Wow. Yep. Oh, it, it oh that yeah, you hit the van, Robbie? Yeah, Robbie used to always drive that van. We yep. Robbie did yeah. it on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> roller coaster. Yep, that's yep. what it was. It felt like a roller coaster, man.
3: But we look forward to that, though.
2: Yeah, we look forward <laughs> to it. <laughs> you know so take man. that same route back to the boys' club. Go down Potter Street. Here we go, roller coaster time. One time, man. Okay.
4: And then I, I think the other time was we'd all want to get our, our rocks off, so we'd go be dunking on the little cadet basket, and Mr. Boothin would come out of nowhere with the ball back. To the <laughs> we probably
3: But guys, how, how about playing in the God man? Was that great? I think I, I, all of us were at that game. That, yeah, that, was, that was a I great experience, time. man, playing in the Boston garden. think favorite
1: nice. memory, I don't know if you guys remember, it was uh, M.O.K., I think he was rehabbing. Yep. He was uh, – when we were warming up for the game, he was shooting with us. Yeah. And I don't mm-hmm. think he missed one shot. And he was still uh, – had. I forget what kind of injury he had. But he was rehabbing. And he didn't miss a shot, even from three-point land. And to me, it was a big throw just having him shooting around with us. And I remember I, I felt like a kid in a candy store. I was touching the parquet floors, touching yep. the glass, touching the rims. And I that don't was know if awesome. he too. Kevin McHale was there watching us play.
4: Yeah.
1: Like, he was there oh. with his was his soon-to-be wife, who was his girlfriend. We married, and you sat down and watched us play for a while. That's my biggest memories I get out of that.
4: You know, you know what was incredible about the Garden? The aura playing there. The, you guys remember how many dead spots there were on the floor? Oh, oh it was, was terrible. There. Yeah, you'd be, yeah, yeah, you be like, what mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> the hell? I don't think
2: we, we care if we won or not, man. We're just playing at the Garden, man. That was the fun part of it. Whether we win or lost, I don't think we can.
4: We I remember die, I had to go against Paul Gomes. And I was <laughs> uh,
1: 170 pounds, and Paul was tearing it up. He's always beating us. Like he, killed us. Me, man. he killed me, man.
3: <laughs> He's on our Facebook page. You'll probably see this. Oh
1: yeah.
3: yeah. I, I remember my. I think it was my junior year, Tony. I think you were injured one year. You, you missed a yeah, couple of oh, yeah. games. I, I Broke your pushed, hand.
1: I uh, touched tendons in my ankle.
3: Yeah, wow. yeah. and I, I had to play center uh, against uh, Mike Barrels. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, dude had a full beard, he had the Tom Selleck hair going. I, thought he was the I, I, th- I think he was collecting a pension too, man. He was a man. Yeah. It, it, yeah. There was no,
2: I said, What am I doing with this dude? He was, he was the Shaquille O'Neal days of that time, man. Yeah. He was, he was oh, a Shaq at that time.
4: Yeah. Yeah. He was he a like
2: Mark Reeves. Reeves,
4: too. Yeah, yeah. remember that Mock was, was nice. Really good too. He moved from Chicago. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, They had a squad back then with Mike Bowers and Mark Reeves.
1: Mike I was, was mad at Tony 20.
3: Spencer for a while, man. <laughs> he was, I was only guy I
1: think I was really intimidated to play center against. I mean, he was really uh that big of a player. You know, he was dynamic. He was really
4: strong. Yeah. Really and he yeah. was a man, man. A lot of he big guys a... weren't athletic like him, but he could run, he could jump. He was like, Well, you don't have no weaknesses.
3: Uh, <laughs> not, not, not at all. Not at all. kid I played though wasn't even a game. Stevie, you probably remember this. Um Scrimmage Bishop Connolly at CYO. Do you remember Brian that? O'Neill when he played for Bishop Brian Connolly. O'Neill? Was a freshman, yeah. Then he transferred I was a to Duff. One, I'm like, Who's this chubby white kid, man? You're like, no. I said, Yeah, I'm no. gonna tear him up.
0: This kid, oh, yes,
3: he was legit, unbelievable, man. Brian O'Neill, man. I was like, He's the best kid. I, it wasn't in the game, it was a scrimmage. I said, Wow, that's how you won the point. What because he mean? went on to Durfee and uh Stonehill,
1: Stonehill, yeah. He went to
4: Stonehill, he, he yeah. Was the, when, he was my when I was in college, kid. I got to play against him. Bobby Dui and Mike Barrows on the same team. Oh, actually,
0: <laughs> hey, I don't know. Actually, hey, you know what? I think that's the same year that um, Bishop Conley beat the high school. I think by two points, three, two or four points. I mean, was, and and Brian O'Neill was younger than us. He was he was yeah. a a year or two behind us,
3: and, and he, he was killing us. Oh, he, he killed, killed me. Get it? It wasn't even close. I didn't want to play anymore. He was like a mini Larry Bird. His, his game reminded me of Kevin Kolick
4: at UMass Dartmouth. Like, they were so similar, but you couldn't do nothing with them. They were so smart. They were so under control. They were good at everything.
0: Hey, uh, it's a little – I can't see it, but I got a picture of, Jamie, what you were talking about with Mike. I got a picture of him. In high school? Yeah. yeah. Wait, oh, yeah, I'm going to try to bring it up for you. <laughs> Tony, you the game watching this kid play. Uh, I'm going to try to bring it up here. Hold on. Oh, man. You all just keep talking, man. But, uh... I Tony, to
4: Randy, think. Tony, who do you guys remember as being tough guys
3: to play against?
1: I think it was uh, was, it Joe was, it was Joe Duchesne from Sting.
3: Duchesne was talking.
2: Joe from Sting. We had some battles. Shooter. Uh, yeah, he was a good all-around player. He for was, me, it was uh, John Maki, and Maki son at the time. Yeah, 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 he
4: was tough.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was my tough opponent. Mike Croto at Dartmouth? Oh, yeah. 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 He could jump.
4: Oh, I used to be like, yo, where did this dude learn how to jump? He could dunk and everything. That was weird to see somebody from Dartmouth that could get up like that.
3: <laughs> Teddy Lucerta dropped 39 on me one day. <laughs> Who? Teddy Lucerta. For him, oh, for him, yeah, He got we, thirty-nine on me one night, man. We all in Bridgewater together, together with him.
4: Yeah. Yeah, a lot of guys we played against. We all, we all get to Bridgewater. We see all the guys we played against. Mm-hmm. Dave Langley, Dave Langley, Dave, Langler, Dave mm-hmm. The best right. one, Well, Jamie, do you remember Paul McCann? He went on to play at Boston College. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, boy he was a shooting guy.
3: Nice. He was nice. Jump
4: out of the gym because shoot his behind off. Next thing I knew, he's playing at Boston
3: College. I know. <laughs> but uh, hey, Charlie, one thing I wanted to talk to you about. Um, yeah I, I I spoke to you via Facebook, but uh, I I did want to say how much I appreciated you know a couple years back when you were doing, uh, you know, posting pictures of you know the athletes from uh, from the past. Yeah. I want to say that was a uh, you know an incredible thing to to have done. It's the best thing on Facebook. I mean, there was no fanfare. There was no self-promotion. You just put the pictures out there. People got a chance to reminisce. Some of the people are no longer with us, unfortunately, but I just wanted to express my appreciation for you doing that, and that was uh, an awesome – you put in some work, and uh, I just want to say thank you again for doing that. It brought us all down memory lane, brought back some good memories about some of the players, um, male and female, that, that were playing and part of the fraternity of a basketball
0: that we all shared. So thank you again for that. Oh uh, you're welcome. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm trying to get it up. I'm gonna try to bring it over um from my old Facebook page. You know, the problem I have is there were so many pictures that I had. So I, yeah, I, I have a question for Steve it Lopes, man. Right
3: uh, your Lopes. I, I I can't remember, but how many points did you have in high school?
0: We
4: ain't
3: gonna talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> we
4: go. somebody was gonna bring it up. <laughs> I bring it up. Now I'll let the fellas tell they all know. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: I don't even say that number in my personal life. It was like 998. Damn, um, man. We, we were in a state tournament game, and I got taken out, and I was like, oh, so goes that. I didn't even care about at, at that point. After the game, I kid, I was mad that that was our last high school game. But when they came in and told us you were one basket short, I couldn't believe it. I said that damn Jamie Carr didn't want to pass. But I'm <laughs>
3: Dude, (laughs) I'm responsible for 900 of your points, bro. (laughs) No. I was not
4: playing with another point guard over you because you knew what I was going to do before I did. I was like, yo, Jamie knows. Yo, look, just keep moving. When I first started playing with Jamie, no word of a lie, I didn't respect his passing. I got so many passes off my head. They were all on point, but I I couldn't understand how we got it through a short space, how we got it to me. I'd run through the middle trying to get to the other side. Halfway through, the ball would hit me in the head. off quick, i would keep my eye on Jamie, even if he wasn't watching. Yeah, he, he knew where I was. He knew where everybody was. Yo, he, he got us all, man. I'm I'm it. I don't <laughs> think I'm That's why right. I had the advantage.
1: We had the advantage because we played all all our lives, and especially the three years of varsity together. Yeah. The the other, teams. other teams are lucky to play two years mm-hmm. together, you know, yeah. We did
4: three. So. Yeah, yeah. We had to lick our wounds when we all got called up sophomore year. A mm-hmm. lot of seniors graduated, but we got the chance to get used to the game. By the time we were juniors, we were ready, and by the time we were seniors, we were dominant because we had played against all the older guys in sophomore year. but. There was, I think, I think that you can't underestimate how close we were on and off the court, and that's what led to our relationship being so good on the court. Because if we weren't on off the on the court together, we were off the court together.
3: Yeah. I agree. I get another funny story. It's on hey. basketball, but I, I don't tell you I might remember this story. Um came what a, a National Guard recruiter came to a holy holy family. Remember that? And we were all like National Guard came and we were like all pumped up and saying, yeah, That's a good idea, man. We're gonna you know? so we all said, Yeah, I think that, that Saturday he said come down, take the ASVAB test, and we'll go from there. And we were all supposed to go down Charlie, like seven or eight of us said, Yeah, we're gonna go on Saturday morning, meet the recruiter, and we're gonna go for it. So I'm like, Bet. Now this is before cell phones, right? So we couldn't call each other. So I'm assuming that they're gonna show up just Like Stevie did on in that English class, but so <laughs> and so I, I get down there in the, in the morning and I'm by myself, so I'm thinking, oh, these guys are going a little bit late, bet no problem. You could have called me, and he says, Where's your boys? I says, No, nah, they'll be here. They said, We're all going to be here, man. No, Charlie, nobody showed up, so I, I took the ASVAP test and I felt bad for the dude. I said, Well, sign me up, and that's how I ended up going. Remember that, Tony? we
1: all going to sign up. I got nervous at the end because <laughs> I, I didn't know about going to college. So I says, I ah, might maybe go to Army or something like that. And I knew that Jamie – Jamie was the smartest one in school. He's a, he's a smart student. So I said, he's going to score real well. I'm probably going to feel it anyways. They're going to want me to Army. But we ended up it you know, I felt bad, but I kind of chickened out the last second. I don't know how, what the other guy, You and
3: everybody like, else, man. I was like, <laughs> I myself, man. But it was, good choice, was, but was a good choice. I the after one of Tony's house parties. <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm weird. still recovering
3: from those house parties.
1: Uh, house I'm telling you, that typifies. Holy Family was definitely a family, on and off oh, yeah. the bodies and school. We just Ooh. had a good time. I miss it. I missed everyone. We had a really good time together.
3: And and one thing about that too is there was no like racism, man. We had Vietnamese, we had Cape Verdean, we had Portuguese, we had. But I mean, we had the whole rainbow of everybody there, and there was never any. You know, issue about I, I always felt comfortable. I never felt like, oh man, people are looking at me or I'm different or whatever. From day one, we were welcome. From the upperclassmen. It was ever one
1: time that when we were in school that there was even a fist fight in that school while we were there. I don't
3: remember anybody having
4: a fight in the school. <laughs> I,
1: I don't think so. I think everyone got along. I don't remember uh, any altercations at all, which is rare.
4: No. You know? No.
1: Everyone got along pretty good. You know, we we're lucky. We we're very lucky.
4: Tony. I, do you remember that fake fight we staged in the back of the classroom? I,
1: I do remember that to this day. I do. That was April Fool's Day. Yeah. This That's what mess was, and we staged a fake fight, and the state just started crying.
4: Yeah. I We'll that.
1: That's, right.
4: That's right.
1: <laughs> I do remember that. Now, a lot of good memories. Oh man. A lot of good memories. A lot of them we can't talk about right now.
4: I know, right? Yeah, they, oh yeah. oh yeah. They don't, they don't even know we were responsible for some of the things that never got figured out. That's right. <laughs> 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 oh, that right. remember yeah. that time we moved yeah. to in the middle of the street. Or <laughs> <laughs> <Well, well, laughs> the food fight. Remember the food fight? Oh yeah. <laughs> hey,
2: the school dances we always sneak into school dances. Yeah. Oh yeah. Man. yeah. You know, With our little taste. Yeah. I had my pink (laughs) champagne. I had my blackberry
3: brandy. Mad Dog 2020. (laughs) Tango. Y'all remember Tango? Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They had the school dance. Boys and girls from college. <laughs> he, I was just gonna be at the school dancers and he would he would see Jamie pull Jamie over. The rest of would just like take off, man. Just, we, didn't want, we didn't want no part of, of yeah. conversation, man. We just want to yeah. have fun. Charlie, it might have been a Catholic school. We had more fun than the Bever High. Oh yeah. Uh,
4: <laughs> no doubt.
1: No doubt. close to Holy Family. No doubt.
3: No doubt. Oh, man. uh, I'm I'm still waiting for Stevie Lopes to pick me up for the prom, though, in the car. (laughs) The one I used to steal from my father? Yeah. (laughs) That was the oldest car. I'm still waiting,
4: Lopes. Then the guy had a hole in the floor. (laughs) Yep. Then the guy had a hole in the floor. They had push buttons, not even a stick shift. You had a push for drive, push for reverse. That's (laughs) a Flintstone (laughs) car. (laughs) That was oh, crazy. I could like see
0: the you know. ground when we were driving in a hole in the floor. I could see it. I said, Oh shit. <laughs> hey, uh all you guys know Greg Simpson. Yes. Oh, yes. I just read a Yeah, he said he said I gave Brian O'Neill thirty-five points uh before I played New Bedford High School for the state title. I didn't think he was that good, and I say that respectfully. Greg so, did that Gre- to
4: everybody.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's I'm mean, saying. Greg did that to everybody.
4: Did. That's yeah. not disrespectful. There was a lot of people that were good, but nobody could nobody could stand in front of Greg. No. We watched what he did to Todd and Collie at the same oh, time, yeah. and we thought they were two of the best defensive players we ever saw.
2: Greg was a I supreme feel- I saw him play against yeah. the Wreck, and he was off. He was in the backhoe of Michael Adams. And Michael Run- Adams was Titans. nice. And I, yeah, and I thought he was better than Michael Adams. And I was like, this boy can play. Michael Adams was legit. Boston College. I yeah. thought Simpson was better than him. Well, if I'm
4: not wrong, Greg, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Greg originally got a scholarship to the University of Iowa when Iowa was really good. I don't think he ever went, but I know he was offered a scholarship. Yeah. So everybody knew he was big time.
0: He talked about a couple of weeks that he would uh it was doing that. When Jay Williams was talking that junk about uh Celtics only had one black coach. So Greg was saying that he would, you know, he could take Jay Williams out. And I believe he could. I believe he he was a better ball player than he was. You know, and you mentioned Adams and but Greg was a baller, man. And um, I enjoyed watching him. No, no doubt. Um I wanna give I wanna give Jamie a flashback one second here. Um oh, oh, see? look at that. Look at that dude. <laughs> look
2: that. Look how
4: much bigger and it's muscular 19, he is uh, anybody else.
0: Uh, is that David Langlays behind him? I'm trying to think of who that is in the back, man. I can't. The face it looks, looks like, familiar. That, it looks like Dave Langlays with his arm in front of
4: him. Yeah, it does.
0: That's um, all.
4: Yeah, look at that. But Mike's Three. like
1: 6'7". all yeah, what i man. 6'7". I played softball. Yeah, he's six seven, strong, still strong. Big boy. Yeah.
4: The crazy part is we remember how big and strong he was. Don't forget about running into a pick and not knowing he said it. It would rattle yeah, everybody yeah. in your body. Yeah. yeah, he
1: was a beast. Yeah.
3: A beast, so, Paul Gomez was tough too, man. Yeah.
4: Oh, oh yeah. Paul
1: was still so strong. Man. Up on him, forget it. He was, was real strong underneath.
4: He, he always reminds me of how much he dominated me personally or I played against him when he played. He was a big, strong guy, but his whole family was talented, man. He he, he couldn't help but be good. His, 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 uncles, his uncles, they were all big-time players.
1: He kept that gold tradition going, though. He definitely oh, did. Oh, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. He, he, he he likes to – he'll jump on Facebook once in a while and go, remember when I did this to you guys? Remember whether it was West End Pop, whether it was Holy Family Vote, Ball was a problem everywhere, man. But always good nature. Always good nature.
1: We always talk about the guy and. and uh, yep,
4: because he was playing for both guys. Like,
1: he really, uh, you know, he really did a good job and all that. We always prove each other about it, but he really was one of the
0: best players back then. Yeah, I can't. I try to we get we him on the podcast,
4: comment,
0: but. Man. Yeah, we appreciate you, Greg.
4: We appreciate you, smooth. We didn't like you at the time because you were dominating New Beth and High our junior year. <laughs> but we had to respect it. And I, I played against your forwards in college when they played for UMass Boston. Yeah. Everybody, everybody on your team was a talent, but you were just a notch above everybody. That was an, that was an impressive squad <laughs> Roscoe Patterson and. Oh, yeah. Roscoe was. <laughs> or Nippy
3: like Hall. Was bookend Forwards. Mm-hmm. And people got to remember like Randy and Stevie went to Bridgewater. I mean Al Howard was playing with them, right? Like my yeah, yeah. guys. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. You guys are
3: going to the state tournament. I mean I mean not state the. You guys have some some. Talent. There, yeah. Tony yeah, the and
4: Al Howard time. my guys. Yeah. Yep. That was a squad, man. It was fun, fun to watch.
1: Eddie Montello was there too, yeah. 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 Eddie, He's had, actually
4: down for the summer, man. He said he can't wait to see Randy. I don't
2: okay. think he's on Facebook, but he was like, Randy. Randy's going to be on <laughs> Hey, this is all new to me, man. So yeah, I, but when a
4: lot of people it. ask about you because they don't see you on Facebook. I'm like, yeah, don't Yeah, I, I don't have a
2: Facebook account. My wife's yeah. that kind of keeps me involved with everything because she has an account. So
4: mm. you know, when she I talks to me or whatever,
2: she lets me know no, when, no. when no. communicating with her. I'm the Y'all same know, with know how how radio radio right now, now operating This with is all new. This is all new to me.
1: I
4: hear that. I'm with you, yeah. Randy, on that. <laughs> yeah, Tony had his IT guy when I called him. I had a call. I my IT guy there. I, I didn't it. know we couldn't yeah, sign was... in until Charlie opened the room. I was like, sign in like 10-up. Nobody could sign in. I'm <laughs> trying to get everybody to sign in, and I'm the only one that couldn't sign in.
3: Y'all, you know, I'm feeling bad, Charlie. Look, look at Comanche. you looks like he hasn't aged since high school, man. What?
4: Comanche. <laughs>
3: he looks exactly the same since high school, bro. And you're a grandfather. You're a, you're a grandfather.
4: grandfather, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you
3: you want to see the ball off of ball. Himself,
4: man? You know, it ain't easy. Like I said, I'm trying to keep up with
3: Charlie. <laughs> 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 You'll know, think about Comanche, man. I, you know, I, I thought he, he was underappreciated because right? Comanche could play. He, I mean, he was one of my favorite players to play with. You know, I, I think he got better after high school. I think he put on some, some more pounds and he got better. But Comanche, I tell you, I, I think he was underutilized at Holy Family because Comanche could ball. It's he, the same he, thing
4: with Randy that we talked yeah. about earlier. Like, Appreciate the wouldn't put them in position to really show their talents, and we couldn't control that. No. And it was frustrating. It was frustrating because we knew we could have been better. But oh, yeah. if just didn't allow that to happen,
1: we were limited. Yeah. <laughs> like Jamie was saying earlier, if – like we and Comanche had a lot in common, We were both tall and thin. We were real thin. Yeah. We go going to Mike Barrels and Paul Gomes. If we had a conditioning program back then, put on 20 pounds of muscle, whatever, we could probably – God knows what we could have done. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we were battling, but we were really thin guys. So we were mm-hmm. out-muscled by a lot of these other guys. So I wish we had a program going. That's the only thing I wish right. we had, like yeah. Jamie said just so we could bulk up, be and Comanche bulk up. We tried our best, though, did.
4: Yeah, <laughs> and I wish we would have had a true, <laughs> a true big man because you guys were more athletic to play forward and power forward. But because of your height, you had to play the big man because you were the biggest guys we had. <laughs> but if you guys got to play forward, like small forward and power forward, the way you guys could run the court and stuff, uh, we had to throw you down low against the Mike Bowles and them because we now nobody over 63 on the whole team. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think what would have helped us though, uh, going that I remember going back was the offense that we ran was very mechanical. It, it and the other teams could predict it. <laughs> when we played with Mickey in our freshman year, it was always a flow. It was always game flow, and we could always adjust to it. Once we got up to the upper level, it was always stop ball. They didn't want us to break, they didn't want us to run. And that took a lot of the a lot of a lot of the uh, natural flow of the game where we are at Because we're all smart ball players. Yeah. You know, you know we're all unselfish. I mean we all all of us can handle the rock, we all can pass. I mean Stevie could pass too, but you know, he had another go. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. Hey, we, we were all going around. And if we had that type of offense where it was just flow, who knows how far we would have run.
1: I agree with you comanche because when I left New Bedford High for Eddie Rodgers, all we did was fast break. Yes. All we did was run Virginia sprints in practice. We were fast and we, we had a good win. We would we would just press and press and press. Mm-hmm. I wish I agree with Comanche. I wish we did that a little bit more because we had the talent, we had the wind in us. We didn't really push it more. I wish we did. So I agree with you 100 percent on
4: that. And we had the speed. Yep. Yep. And we and we had other talented players, but I think our coach just relied on five or six guys all the time. We could have ran hard. He could have put in other guys, and they could have yeah. kept it going, and everybody could have shined. But I think our coach was very like scared to play a deep a deep roster. Like he limited us. If he would trusted our players more, he, player he would have found out everybody could have done a lot more. Definitely. Yeah. I see Eric Gomes chiming in, Randy's cousin. Mm-hmm. He uh-huh. us. He thought about coming, but
2: he got cold feet. That would have been a whole
4: yeah.
2: different game yeah. if he would have came. We were pushing for him to go to the Holy Family, man. Just yeah. like you said, he had cold feet. Yep. Yeah. Last moment. He never made it final. Got to pull the trigger, Eric.
1: Got to pull the trigger, man.
4: Yeah, I was with him this weekend. He's like one of his biggest regrets, man. Coming to Holy Family, not just because of basketball. We all had to get on top of our education. When I was talking to Tony the other day, and, you know, New and I had a better baseball program. He went there first, but he said after the first semester, his mother saw the report cards. He said him and his dad were up there the next day cleaning out his locker. Mm-hmm. That's the Holy family because you're great. Yo, our grades were all way better, except Jamie. Right. Jamie was brilliant in the classroom everywhere. I, I mm-hmm. think he's one of the most brilliant minds I've ever met. Like, That's I good. used to never attention, never took notes. He was just... Sit there and have a conversation, and the rest of us would be lost. And then he would spit the whole conversation back. Jamie, uh, Jamie could have
1: uh, actually, yeah. actually taught us. So he could have been up there and been a teacher.
4: he, yeah. has, he have no notes on his paper. I, say, I can't copy his notes. He didn't yeah. no
2: notes. Yeah. In college, man, he'll take a test with a hangover and ace it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I had no choice.
2: No, <laughs> <Yeah. Yo>, but
4: <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jamie was a problem in the classroom. We got stuck. Oh, we what they talking? What they mean about the philosophy of Plato and Socrates? Yeah. I still remember Jamie in college, freshman year. We we're in a philosophy class, thirty kids, twenty nine of us were confused. The teacher and Jamie having a one on one conversation about Plato <laughs> and Socrates and all of these hundred dollar words. We're all looking around like they're yeah. talking French, and Jamie's uh-huh. like, "In other words, you mean?" Me the behind Play like, oh, you know this stuff?
3: You guys are funny, man. No, I, mean, I, mean, I remember Stevie, Stevie would come in, man, like uh with, with the tank tops, showing his showing the guns, but man, Stevie. Uh, we were calling you I don't bathroom. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> when well, we were trying to work out, we didn't even know what we were doing.
3: So, so you know, out, ask, ask a, a, a question like I have a question. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, you got the guns. We knew you had the guns.
4: Oh, the water guns. <laughs> I
3: remember when Tony came to Bridgewater one night. Remember that, Tony? You came yeah. and potty with us.
1: I used to go there on Thursdays.
3: Yeah. Yep. And oh, his sister oh, went there, there all
4: four years. Teresa was there yeah. with us the whole time.
1: Yeah. I just Body went there to the potty. and out. You know, school school didn't work out for me. I took yeah. another, another route, <laughs> but it all worked out in the long run. It sure run. did,
4: man. Exactly, you had a great man. career, man. Yeah. It worked out time.
1: Right. Like, Everyone finds their route, you know what I mean, and finds their goals and whatever. Yeah. But I think we all made out all right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think all the parents are proud I yeah. think we did okay. You know? And I think
4: back then we put so much emphasis on sports. I truly believe, knowing what I know now, that I probably – I went to Bridgewater – 'Cause I knew Randy was there and a bunch of other guys we knew were there and it felt like it was gonna be an easy transition and we figured we could play there. I wouldn't even worry about playing ball now because when ESPN came out, I would have went to like Syracuse or one of them schools that had a great communication program and I would have tried to be a sportscaster. Because I can't get them I can't think about getting paid to talk about sports the way these guys are getting paid. Stephen, you have twenty million a year. I would be like, forget basketball, teach me how to get the ESPN. Oh yeah. Uh, this is crazy. I'm thinking of so many memories from back in the day now, man. This is great.
3: Charlie <laughs> gotta do a Bridge State podcast, man. That's what we got. Oh do. yeah. Charlie, are you muted, bro? Yeah, I
2: don't hear I can't Charlie. hear him. I can't hear him.
4: Get the engineer over there, Charlie. You muted yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So, Tony, I remember uh, Eddie Montero had just become a state trooper, and he, he used to party with us at Bridgewater State, right? And he would come to our, me and Randy's dorm, and he would put his gun in our in our drawer. I believe I said, it. I'm like, Eddie, what are you doing bringing a gun to a car? He goes, I can't walk around with a gun. I am at the club, I'm like, Eddie, I'm, I don't want that gun. And this a Sadie, man. He just became a shady, man. He's just, and he's carrying around his piece. Well, what
1: do you think you bring up Eddie Montero is, uh, uh, Eddie Montreal when he got on St. Police. He got on because of Jake Gomes. And Jake and Jake Gomes got a lot of Cape Verdeans, uh, Jake was a man. Myself, mm-hmm. really, he got a lot of uh Cape Verdeans, a lot yes. of writer from the New Bedford area on the job. Jake Gold was the very first K they state trooper. Yep. And yep. to this day they still talk about high regards. Uh, he's a you know, he's a legend today. And uh shout out to his family because they really uh paved the way for a lot of other kids in the area to get on the job.
0: myself um, included. fool, so I wanted to mention him. Yeah, he's uh, he
4: actually helped me uh, out. Be because he was always like a funny guy. Like, I would never think he'd be serious enough to... yeah. when he quit school and said, I'm going to the state police. We were like, yeah, right. When he was in the, the training there, that 16-week training.
1: Yeah, 21 weeks. Oh, wow,
4: man. We didn't see him for a while. Then he came back. I'm in. I'm in. We like, oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. Hey,
1: Was Eddie a guy at Bridgewater? Yeah. Yeah, he said he was one of the best shooters there. Is that
4: true? He was. Eddie was a great yes. shooter. Eddie could great shoot. Shooter. Him behind he was playing at Warham High School.
1: I didn't get to see him play much, but he said,
4: yeah, he, he, he was a pretty good Man, shooter. Ask Yo, him.
2: Eddie, he'll tell you about it. Eddie was a great <laughs> hitchhiker. My freshman year, year at Bridgewater, Eddie used to hitchhike back and forth to Bridgewater from Warham or from Onset, wow. like every day. That's how like Eddie used to get back and forth. what back the hitch like.
4: Yeah. of days.
3: Yeah. I man. remember when I got sick, man. You remember when um, uh, Rusty Hauptman stole my ID so we can get food at the cafeteria? Yeah, <laughs> I the first my, couple of days of school. He was my roommate for about two weeks. While he was oh, was sick, sick, man.
2: Man. Yeah. You are saying he's Jamie Canseco? He's getting involved in all these challenge shows at Bridgewater. <laughs> These break dancing shows and all that shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they thought he was actually. Oh, they thought he was an actual student at Bridgewater. <laughs> he was, he, he like, went to class more than some other people we know. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
0: Oh man, the stuff we did. Hey, before I let you guys go, um, who would you like to see on the Really Charlie podcast? I'll start with you, Tony.
1: Uh, I don't know if you had him on your show because I, I don't watch a lot of podcasts, but uh, I'd like to see Dave Lato.
0: Yeah, it's a great You know, it. I'm,
1: sure um, I'm sure you have a lot of good stories to talk with you about.
0: Sure. sure
4: as a I'd player and as a coach.
0: Yeah.
1: right?
0: So, what about you, Randy?
2: Uh, if he hasn't been on your podcast, uh, my boy Al Howard. Uh, he used to be here, you know, young his younger days, playing the shoot-offs down the park, month's Park. You know, that would be
0: nice to see him on here. True, true. All right. Um, Stevie? I'd like to see you interview Mark Dias. Yeah. Yeah, Mark. Yeah. Mark, Mark yeah. was yeah.
4: another guy similar to Jamie. Good on the court and great in the classroom. Mark's yeah. made a great career for himself, too. I think he's a financial analyst at UMass Diamond, but Mark's always been good. He always knew how to balance school and um and athletics, and he was a great role model for all of us
0: through high school and college. He made sure we played the game right. We didn't get big.
4: In it. He was—he was a great person to learn from, and I think he has a lot to share. True, true. I'll work on that this week. All right,
0: commence. What about you?
4: Uh, I would like to see you hasn't you already been on the show, Bobby Gouat. Yes. And also from Boston, Boston
0: Okay. Cool. And you, Jamie? What's up, man? It'd be kind of tough, but uh, probably Todd is Reese, my boy. I'd oh, see him. I, I, I talked to him today, and um, we're, we're going to try to make that happen. So Todd will be on there soon.
3: Looking forward That's to
0: one. it, man. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, another another dude with a lot of stories. So.
3: Oh, yeah. And his career is
4: incredible now, too. With the film production he's doing out in L.A., he's been involved in a lot of major projects. Mm. It's so good to see a lot of the people we grew up with do great things. There's a lot of people that came from the same environment as us that mm-hmm. went on to have incredible
0: lives. And it's hard to believe we all started to do that yeah. yeah, and don't don't sell yourself short, man. You all are doing great things, man, and I'm proud of you to be your <laughs> friend. And um, oh, That, doing, goes, that yeah. goes
4: without saying with you too, man. Like, that, thank was, you, Charlie. Um, like. I was never more proud when you were running for mayor, man. I was like, wow, one of us gets in the office, man. I said, <laughs> hey. I can't believe hey. Charlie has a chance to be mayor. We came so close, but
0: one of this is one of the local politicians says, "Hey, man, Charlie made him spend a hundred thousand dollars, so I'm proud of that in itself." You know, wow, <laughs> wow. So almost did it. Almost did it. It just shows people that anything's possible. People think some things are out of their reach.
4: You went for it, and you damn near got it. You know, and. I'm sure there's, there's still time, time, man. There's still time, Charlie. You I
0: I don't know if I run again. Right now I'm having a lot of fun, you know. Politics is kind of crazy, you know, dirty you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and um and and you gotta run. You gotta you gotta have your family support, you know, because they were exhausted because they were running with me for six months. When I needed help, they were there with me. So Absolutely. Before I do it again, I got to make sure I have, uh, you know, uh, have everybody my, by my side and then I'll, I'll give it a shot again, but not at this point. Even if it's not in politics, it could be in an
4: administrative role, a school role, anything where you can make a difference. It doesn't have to be politics. You could be in education. You could be in the sports community. I think you'd fit in well in any one of those areas.
0: Well, I'd- One thing I do miss is coaching high school basketball, so I like to get back to that. As do I. As do I. I I really miss that. That was grateful grateful every single day, you know. And uh, Bishop Stang was good to me when I was there. Bishop Conley, I was there for a couple of years, and along with high school when I was coaching football there. So I like to get back into that. I
4: always thought Uh, about that, but I'll tell you the truth. I love the kids and the players. I couldn't deal with the attitudes of the parents. That would drive me berserk, man. Like, that would really, be like, it's it's right. because I it's saw gotten It's gotten worse. It's gotten worse. Yes. Coach yeah, so, I've been coaching for 20 years, basketball and mostly football, and the transition, of uh, what see, just pointed out, it just gets worse every year. And you feel bad because it's not the for and then you feel like you're letting the kids down if you're not there. But the parents should mm-hmm. make it very uncomfortable, like telling you how to coach. Want your kid to play all the time? Well, your mm-hmm. kids gonna earn playing time. You know, like it, it, there's no such thing as uh, you get a participation award if you, if you deserve to play, you play. If you don't, you're gonna work harder than you do. But they'll be on the sideline screaming bloody murder if they don't play. I couldn't coach under those conditions.
0: Sure. true. Sure. Hey, we can do this again at any point, anytime. You guys are free. You know, uh, we'll do this again. You know, some other stories. I'd definitely like hearing more from you. So, uh, whenever y'all ready, just get together, shoot me a text or whatever. Um, and, and we'll do the Holy Family thing again. Man, so this was a blast.
4: It's I appreciate it's you working as getting to see all my boys at the same
1: time. You know, you guys, Steve, you got yeah. all our
4: numbers left to go up Yeah, we're going to get together in person real soon. We're going to make Randy come out. We're going not- <laughs> to help you. me out. I'm I'm gonna gonna be out. Get we're going to keep a date. We're going to drag him out, get a couple of our other boys together. And we're going to really turn it up. That's <laughs> good. I'm yeah, in. man. I'm
2: in. Right. Right. Likewise, man. man let's Charlie, thanks
4: for the opportunity, man. We appreciate
0: you. Charlie, it was a Thank pleasure. I appreciate you having me. A lot all right, of fun brother. Reminiscing. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I appreciate all you guys, man. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. All right. all right. All right, man. All right, all right fellas. Care, all right, fellas. Yeah, I've right. seen you all, man. All right. All right. Peace, man. Peace. All right. See. Uh, All right, everyone. That was holy family crew. Brandy, Tony, Comanche, Jamie, Stevie loach man. Definitely great dudes. Great, great dudes. I, I, I am so happy to have them on here. And uh stay tuned tomorrow. We're gonna have another podcast with uh Lexi Barrows, and we're also gonna have some of the board members from uh you know, New Bedford Strong and talk about the great things that they're doing within the city. So, but Holy Family, great school. I miss it. And everything that came out of that school was nothing but top notch. And it clearly showed in this group that was on this podcast today. So All right, everyone. Have a great, great night. And uh, see you guys tomorrow at the same time. God bless